L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Matt, this is one of the classic episodes that I think about on, I think about pretty often, actually. What about you? Yeah, once we got that McDonald's money, I've really been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm on, I'm sitting here on on a, a pile of, of tepid hash browns, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I'm thinking heavy weighs the head that wears the McDonald's crown. Yeah. Wait, that's Burger King. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it's very true, though. I think there's this thought, at least... In the United States, that if I just had a little bit more money, if I just made a little bit more money, or if I made a lot of money, my life would be easier, my life would be better, my problems would, for all intents and purposes, go away. And the question is, does that actually happen? And if you do start making a lot more money, how does that change you and how you view the world and then how you interact with it? Yeah, that's that's the thing. So it's often said money can't buy happiness and studies show that that is true after a certain threshold below that threshold money definitely can buy what we would qualify as say uh, peace of mind physical safety happiness but just because money can't always buy happiness does not mean that it cannot affect you on a measurable psychological level in today's classic episode we're looking at the way money can change people's minds. And I believe in this episode, we also cite one of my favorite studies uh, about one of my favorite broken games, Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Uh, that study made me feel dirty. God. It reminds me of why I really don't like that game. 
Oh, it's, yeah, it's a terrible game. What are you talking about? Let's find out if money can actually make you a bad person. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. And I am Ben. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, today we are recording our very first podcast of 2015. Yes! Isn't that weird? It's great. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited too, my friend. I uh, can't wait to see where this crazy ride goes, you know? That's right. We even had someone recently... Uh, email our bosses and say that we need to get a raise. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I was so kind. Uh, we, yeah, we did have somebody who wrote to us on Twitter where we're at conspiracy stuff and said, you guys deserve a raise. And we in jest said, write to our bosses. And they totally did. Yeah, one of our bosses forwarded the email to yep. us. <laughs> I don't think we're in trouble, but we really appreciate that. So we might. Who knows? Maybe we'll make a little more money in mm-hmm. 2015 than we did in 2014. And but... and uh, we don't want to make too much, right? Yeah, that's right. Because we, we've heard this, everyone's heard it, that money can't really buy happiness. And, you know, we're not trying to make mo- more money to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to get more money because it tends to make things a little easier, right? Well, as an obsessive collector... I do want all of the money, but so sure. that I can have each serial number. Oh, absolutely. Right. Uh, there's a great Monty Python quote that's uh, about this where he compares, I think it's John Cleese, someone correct me, he compares chocolate to money. And he says, you know, the love of money gets weird at the top, and I'm paraphrasing here. He says, you know, let's say that I had a bit of chocolate and you found a bit of chocolate in my refrigerator. Well, you would say, that's understandable. Everybody likes chocolate. Sure. Let's say that you opened the door to my house and it was just filled with chocolate. And not only, you know, not only did I want all of the chocolate, I didn't want you to have any, because that's how about chocolate I am. I want the chocolate that you brought into my apartment. So that's an awkward comparison. I'll have to find the quote. But it, it is illuminating, because what we have found... Surprisingly enough, is that apparently past a certain threshold, uh, studies indicate that having a lot of money can make you a bad person. Now, there are a lot of caveats with that statement, but and we'll kind of get into those later. But when we say bad person, we're talking a lot about social norms, social uh, interaction. Yeah. Um, And when we say money, we're talking about pretty high amounts, like large amounts of money. Right. So just for comparison, as of 2013, the median household income in the United States was just under $52,000. That's 51939 And remember, that's a household, so that could be four people. Yeah, right? an annual income, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's safe to say that most Americans want more money, even if they're fairly well off we'll get into that part sure because it means you get to be you get the next tier of things or you get a little it's a little easier to pay off your bills so you can have more money to spend on other things right sure and money also it it clearly changes the way we interact with our external environments and uh you know i can be a bit cynical about this matt so Mm -hmm. i'm going to try to be diplomatic when i say that in large enough amounts money often replaces beauty talent 
intelligence, ability, um, yeah. I, I, worthiness, really, for admission into top schools and things like that. Yeah, greasing of the palms and uh, greasing of other things. I, that sounds wrong and sexual, but it's not. Okay. Um, just you can grease your way with a little money through a lot of doors <laughs> and windows <laughs> and opportunities. Oh, this greasy world. Okay. Uh, so that is true. That is true. But there's also a point here where we have to ask if money has such an enormous potential power in the external world, then what about the internal world? Yeah. How, how does it change you? Um, and we found that apparently, yes, uh, having a higher level of income or wealth tend to make people behave in a more selfish, less cooperative manner. And it's something that we will look into later that a lot of people on our video that we just posted the vlog about mm -hmm. five reasons money can make you a bad person, um, they're mentioning that maybe it's a, uh, a correlation that is opposite or vice versa. Okay. Um, and we'll kind of go into that later, but maybe having the money doesn't make you a bad person. Maybe making you a bad person gets you the money. I see. Right. So maybe it's a skill set that is necessary to acquire a deal of wealth. And with that kind of thing in mind here, we just want to mention that we're not podcasting with an, with an agenda today. We're not mm -hmm. trying to tell you that being rich is bad. Right. This is not going to be some clarion call for socialism or communism or some other ism disguised as a podcast. Uh, and we certainly don't think just on a personal level and, and Noel, I'm, I'm including you in this as well. Uh, big hand for our super producer, Noel Brown, as always. We don't think, none of us, that one specific type of government or belief system is going to solve the rampant systemic problem of inequality in the world today. And furthermore, the presence of inequality is not necessarily a bad thing. It's more of a in terms of degree. right? Yeah, right. The If you get too much, you can have uh, huge amounts of destabilization mm -hmm. in a society as a whole or in parts of a society. Sure, yeah. And uh, here's a scary fact for some of the people who follow U.S. politics and political economy. Right now, I think the levels of inequality in the United States are higher than they've been since, what, right before the Depression? I believe we are... Getting ready to surpass, if not surpass, that level proportionally. We're at gilded age ratios. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> yikes. Who knows what that will bring? But, uh, what we're saying is that inequality to some degree exists in every society. We also don't think it's possible for one sweeping statement to describe an entire group. For every, you know, Al Dunlap, there's a Warren Buffett of some sort, right? Sure. The idea is that there are a whole lot of people with a whole lot of money. Um, but, of course, there are a whole hell of a lot more people with little to none of it. Mm. And, you know, we're not saying that these statements, when we're talking about studies in the future here, very re near future, uh, we're not saying they apply to everybody. They just applied in these particular uh, case studies. Right, yeah. Um, what we are saying, however, is that people with a lot of money do have tendencies or likelihoods 
uh, towards certain activities that the poor are much less likely to do. And what we're going to see here is that multiple studies find that high-income people, and this threshold of what high income mm-hmm. is varies, uh, tend to do shady, sketchy things. Uh, that is not the word I put in the outline, <laughs> but shady and sketchy things. No, this uh, this research does bear it out, and we're going to learn that people with very high incomes are more likely to be a bad driver, mm-hmm, to cheat or lie, to feel less empathy towards other human beings, mm-hmm, to steal or shoplift, and also to stink at reading the emotions, the facial expressions mm-hmm. and body language of another person. Yeah, which is an important thing, and we'll find some interesting wrinkles to this story. But before we continue, one thing we should do real quick is say the difference between income and wealth. Okay. Income is what you receive for a job. So if you make $20,000 a year or $250,000 a year, that would be your income. Wealth will be like an asset. So holdings, uh, right? Houses, yeah, property, stocks, mm-hmm. um, often inherited, right? And that's why you can hear stories about, you know, European aristocrats who come from very old families and have technically a lot of wealth because they've inherited these estates, but they don't have an income to support the taxation or the maintenance or the upkeep. Uh, and it's a, it's a very strange problem to be in. But, but we want to say that there is a difference between income and wealth. While we may use these interchangeably, there is definitely a difference. Absolutely. Now, before we get into the actual studies, Ben, I think we should take a quick break here and hear a word from our sponsor. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop. Podcast producer? Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424. Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we are back. So we talked a little bit about wealth versus income, the um, the strange things that money can do to society, the love of money being the root of all evil, mm-hmm. whether money can buy happiness. Uh, but let's talk about some specific studies. What, what, what are we basing these accusations of lying and cheating and stealing upon? Well, we're we're basing it on fairly liberal institutions that have uh, a couple of people, especially this uh, gentleman named Paul Piff, who have led studies, teams of people who have been studying this stuff, mm-hmm. um, the effects of wealth and the effects of higher incomes uh, and the actions of people with higher incomes versus the actions of people with lower incomes. And they published... Uh, or he published his paper and the team published their paper in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And there are a variety of these studies. Mm-hmm. And we found them to be extremely interesting and kind of giving a window into something that I at least had not heard of it being studied before. Yeah. In UC Berkeley, uh, it, which will pop up several times in this podcast, uh, they had their study on wealth and driving. There's a quote here that comes from a writer named Benjamin Preston writing for the New York Times. I want to be transparent with everybody. I have a huge bias toward other people named Ben. <laughs> oh, really? Go team Ben. If you are <laughs> listening to this podcast and your name is Ben, I'm high-fiving you. Don't over listen. the airwaves. Don't listen to them, Ben. Team Matt is, man, we are legion, my friend. There are a lot of you guys. That's right. More and more every year. I don't know what's going on with it, but that's another episode. Especially maybe. from the 80s. <laughs> so uh, Benjamin Preston writes the following summation of this study on wealth and driving. In California, where the study was conducted, state law requires motorists to stop at crosswalks where pedestrians are present, allowing them to cross the road. 
Paul Piff said his team selected a specific crosswalk to observe, then had a pedestrian appear on the edge of the curb as a car approached. As the pedestrian stepped into the road, a researcher marked down the driver's reaction to the pedestrian. This was done with 152 drivers. And they also wrote down things like what type of vehicle was being driven. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's some interesting things that they found. The driver's driving nicer, more expensive cars, let's say, sure. were less likely to obey this particular traffic law. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also found a specific car was the standout, right? Let's see if you can guess what it is. Did you say BMW? You're right. <laughs> yeah, apparently, you guys, BMWs were the worst in this study. Now, of course, this is not a one-to-one thing. There are some important things about this study that we should remember, which is that I don't know where you live, ladies and gentlemen, but Atlanta is full of people who bought cars they can't afford. Oh, yes. you. It, it should be known that you can drive a nice car and still be an awesome human being. Sure. You yeah. can also drive a really nice car and have no money for anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could be a really, really bad driver in, you know, a 1980s Toyota Tercel or something. Totally valid. And... With that in mind, that was not the only study that was done. We've got another study here about cheating. And Paul Piff found that the wealthy were more likely to lie in negotiations to, uh, I guess, cheat in a game. And we we talked about this cheating study on our video that we just put out, Mm -hmm. uh, where I think it was a $50 was it? Is that the one with yeah, the $50? Yeah, it's like $50 cash prize. Yes, and you have two people, and you try and win the $50. Yeah, and let's say one person is making 15000 or less per year in income, and another person is making 150000 or more. It's a big variation. Yes. And there's a weird thing that, that the study finds. Yeah, the people making $150,000 or more a year were much more likely to cheat to gain to gain this $50 prize. Um when the more uh the more honest people seem to be the ones who are making much less money. Now, it's really interesting we talked about it in the video as well that mm-hmm. $50 means so very little proportionally to someone making a large amount of money every year. Right, yeah, it's a smaller slice of the pie. I mean, it's almost almost nothing. But then if you look at someone who may be struggling to, I mean, if you if you make $15,000 or less in the United States right now, mm-hmm. the cost of living in most places is going to be so much higher than that. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult and a lot of people of course, gets stuck in what's called the poverty donut hole, where the government will actually say that someone makes too much money having a job, right? Or uh, they're 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 doing just a little bit too well mm-hmm. to get any kind of assistance, and it creates it can create uh, situations where someone says, "Wow, it's it's actually better." For me to not have a job. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is strange Ugh. in such a Kafka novel waiting to happen. But, 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 but yeah. this study, just to bring it back to that thing we mentioned earlier, if it's vice versa, right. um, maybe because it's not important for the person making $150,000 a year to gain that $50, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe they're just really, really good at convincing someone that that money should go to them. 
or maybe their skill set building toward this correlation, maybe the skill set, maybe the personality traits we're talking about are some of the pieces necessary to acquire an abnormal amount of wealth, right? To be good at playing the game. Right. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Oh, speaking of games, there's another study that I, I know you would enjoy. Um, this this one is a little bit different. It's Monopoly. Okay. So uh, we all know Monopoly. Stuff You Should Know actually has a great podcast on it if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, Monopoly used to be called the Landlord's Game when it was originally invented. Yes. And it had a third round, which was uh, this final part of the game. And it was meant to teach about the evils or the dangers of un, um, unconstrained capitalism, I guess. Yeah, unregulated. Unregulated. Just go for it. You are now the one. So Parker Brothers, you know, when they, when they stole it, they took out that ending of the game, right? So totally changed the message of it. And, uh, it has become I don't know, an enjoyable thing, but also a thing that destroys families at gatherings. <laughs> sure. People fight over it, for sure. Uh, here's the study that some people conducted with playing Monopoly. Based on a coin toss, Okay. Uh, so there's a winner and a loser in a coin toss. Someone would win the coin toss. They call heads, it's heads, whatever. Because they won the coin toss, they would be given extra money and uh, allowed to roll two dice. Yes, instead of one. I remember yeah. this study. So here's the interesting thing. Of course, they, you know, they're kicking butt all yeah. across from Boardwalk to Atlantic. And uh, what's really fascinating is that these people, when asked to rate their performance, overwhelmingly said that they won the game because they are good Monopoly players. Yeah. So they said it's not my inherited or randomly assigned head start. I earned this. Isn't that crazy? It's weird. It's a, and I think it applies to, to this, but there's, um, another, another thing here. And this is one of the ones that you and I have spent a lot of time thinking about, and that's the lack of empathy. Yeah. There are a couple of these studies indicate that the wealthy, you know, not only might be good at cheating or have a, you know, have a, uh, tendency to Higher cheat. tendency, yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe can't drive so well. They also... <laughs> I feel like we're making such a stereotype. I know. That's exactly what we're doing, but you can't apply it to everybody. That's uh, true. Even though I'm totally saying it like it applies to everybody. So what um, this study say? I'm sorry. We'll get back to it. So the study said that perhaps the wealthy experience a a compassion or an empathy that is different than uh, a lot of other people it's there's a lack of it almost or a, a much lesser degree yeah we talked about this one in the video too uh so there are parts of your brain that are associated with empathy with mm -hmm. the experience of putting oneself in someone else's shoe you know seeing somebody in pain and going oh that's terrible i know what that would be like i can understand that right yeah and thinking of people as a human being pretty mm -hmm. much uh what they found when they had people watch different videos was that the area of the brain associated with empathy has less activity in higher income people that's so weird. So they're literally watching this video of kids with cancer and people who made a lower income are more likely to be empathetic. People who are 
making a higher amount of income. It's just, it's physically not registering in the same way. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, Podcast producer? Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424. Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. See, and I was wondering how much of that might have to do with the stories that are told to people of different um, wealth factor or different wealth levels. Sure, okay. The, um, I mean, if you think about something like uh, Ayn Rand mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. the stories that are told there, then other stories maybe about uh, community and uh, people working together. I, I'm just, I wonder how the upbringing in a household changes the way that your brain then for the rest of your life thinks about i these, see these interactions so how how does the uh socioeconomic framing of thank you for putting it in of, a better uh, way. Of a consp- <laughs> oh, like how, how it's a great question though how does uh how does somebody's background and their culture influence their current perception yeah what is another human being to you 
like uh, just someone walking on the street, what does that person represent? Right. Is it someone, you know, you can have a conversation with and talk to, maybe work with in the future? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's someone that you want to beat at Monopoly, Sure, you know? <laughs> or are people just objects in space to you? Uh, so that, that, that last part started a little bit serial killer-ish, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we also know that the wealthy were apparently more likely to shoplift. There was an interesting study in the United Kingdom that indicated shoplifting was growing amid, among uh, women, mm-hmm. younger women with from higher class backgrounds. Yeah, and we've heard stories of that. You've seen them on the newspaper, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wasn't there a, a celebrity, an actress in the U.S. who was a shoplifter? There were, I think there were a few, but I can't remember which ones they were. Well, write in and let us know who's shoplifting. Also, Andrew W.K., who writes for the New York Times now, has a great advice column. You and I have been reading this. Mm-hmm. And he has a cool article that came out about shoplifting recently. So check it out. I have not seen that yet. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a very different approach artistically uh, when compared to his albums. And then there's one more note here that kind of dovetails onto the empathy, the lack of empathy or perceived lack of empathy, which has to do with reading other people. Mm-hmm. And wealthy in general from these studies seem to be less likely to be good at reading someone. And we kind of mentioned that earlier, but it's just the idea of if you're sitting across from someone and or if you look at a picture of mm-hmm. someone's face, mm-hmm. I think that's what happened in the study. It was pictures of humans' faces, and you just decide what emotion they're feeling, if any, and right. all that. So it's weird because it sounds like if you are cheating or lying, you should be good at reading people. But apparently that is not the case. And this brings us to our implications. The implications here are that money can indeed change a person in some fundamental physically measurable ways. But also, these studies are at times a bit contradictory. And by the way, we're talking about the brain. We're talking about uh, specific physical changes in your brain. Mm -hmm. And we we also know, oh, this is, I know we have to go, but this is so interesting. We also know that mind over matter exists. If you've listened to our earlier podcast, I think we have mentioned this before. Uh, the, The nature of the thoughts that you have change the physical structure of your brain. Uh, It's true that monks who meditate have a larger section of the brain associated with compassion. And it's true that London cab drivers, way back before the days of Uber and GPS, London black cab drivers had to take this thing called the knowledge. And this test uh, was so rigorous and their their, um, exercise of memory so uh, constant uh, and unending and intricate and sophisticated that their areas of the brain associated with memory and spatial aptitude is larger than the average person's. I love that there's a physical connection between your thoughts and your brain. So are wealthy thoughts then changing people's brains? That's an interesting question. We don't have the answer, um, but we know that this can kind of explain why so many people in power get accused of not caring for others. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, okay, one more thing we want to mention here is Dunbar's number, which is the number of relationships mm-hmm. that a human being can have comfortably. Uh, and it's estimated somewhere between, I think, 100 and 250, but usually yeah. it just goes right to 150. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how many people you can think of as actual human beings. 
Uh, this this idea is is interesting. We have some videos on it too. It it baffles us, especially in the digital world. You mm-hmm. know, you see somebody with a thousand Facebook friends, and you think, "Do you have a thousand Facebook yeah. friends, Kevin?" Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's I don't know. To me, that is huge, especially if you look at someone who has a million followers mm-hmm. on Twitter or whatever, that kind of thing. How many of those people are real human beings to that person? Right. And now let's again, let's make sure that when we close out here, we don't talk in just stark and black and white terms, or sure. good and bad, because it may be that the poor exhibit more empathy because they generally rely on a community. There's an interdependence. It takes a village, exactly. Yeah, is it beneficial for someone with less money to elicit the aid or at least the compassion of mm-hmm. another human being and other people because they need it? Right, and does wealth afford you the luxury to of uh, self-consideration and self-awareness? Uh, there, you know, we have these kind of debates put so often in um, emotionally manipulative terms like, oh, greed is good and people are out to get you or, you know, the wealthy don't care. But I don't think either of those are completely true. But enough about my opinion. Let us know what you think. Yeah, write to us on Facebook. We are Conspiracy Stuff. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Conspiracy Stuff. And uh, you can go to our website, StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com. And that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. 
Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.